What is going on, travelers? Welcome to episode 91 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ran, and joining me this week is a brand new co-host, going to give the chair a try. Welcome to the welcome to the show, Melty. What's going on, Melt? What's going on, everyone? My name is Melty. I am from the Resonance Genshin Impact Discord server, and I'm very excited to be here. I'm glad to have you on here. You're pretty much like one of our main rock stars for the question of the week section for sure. So uh, I feel like it's been a, it's long past due for to have you on here. How's your uh, how's your lantern ride and everything been going? Oh, it was great. I know we're going to talk about it a bit more in a later on a little bit so i don't want to say too much but from what i played and from what i did it it's all been a fun time i got a uh, constellation one for my xion yun so that was nice oh wow you got all up to see one uh yeah i might have spent a little bit because i i got a problem when it comes to the constellations that give like a second charge of something i i just gotta have it i totally felt that especially when it came to yayland she got her rerun and I was like, I have to try and get this second charge for her elemental skill. And it completely just busted the way that I play her. It's so fantastic. Just out of curiosity, since you're new to the show, I kind of want to get to know you a little bit better. Even though, you know, we, we've gone back and forth on the Discord quite a lot. But also to try and give the listeners an idea of who we have joining the show this week. How long have you been on Genshin? Are you like a day one player? You've only been here for a couple of years? Or are you relatively new? Um, It's funny because... So Genshin Impact came out in, I think it was September of 2020, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. And that was during like lockdown days. So it came out in September and I saw like all these people like talking about the game and whatever. And you know, there's like a lot of gotcha games out there. So I was hesitant to try it out because I was afraid that it'd just be like, oh, just another gotcha game. You know how it is. But then I kept seeing people like talk about it and play it. And so around October... Let me go back to my character archive and look at when Amber joined. Oh, yeah. I love how you can look up your, your when you started the game based on when you got Amber. October 8th is when I officially started my journey on Genshin. So you're only like a month like after launch, I guess, then. Yeah, I remember. This is going to age me by a lot. I remember when Dragonspine was just a low-poly mountain. Like, you couldn't even go to it yet. No, no, I, I'm right there with you. Believe it or not, I didn't think that I was. Because I felt like when the game was like in beta and being announced, everybody was like, I was part of that whole crowd of, oh, it's a Breath of the Wild ripoff. It's just some that was terrible one of the, Chinese. That was one of the things that was keeping me from playing the game. Because I love Breath oh, of the dude, Wild, right? but like Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild is a very time-consuming game. So I was worried that like it's, it's just going to be a worse Breath of the Wild. But then I played it and I was like, oh, this is actually very different from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because I was uh, the whole thing, like I said, because it had the same kind of looked the same kind of fire in the open world it kind of had like that elemental reaction bit going on and i was right there with you i was like man i'm not gonna play some knockoff game that's just trying to be a quick cash grab and just another gotcha game to steal my money i'm just not gonna do it and i don't know why but yeah so apparently day one is when i started because that's when i've got amber and day one jumped into it day one that's crazy yeah, I really had no idea that she had that I've had her that long, or I've been in this game because it didn't feel like it. Because what had happened is I played the game, and I remember playing through like a lot of like the monster bit, but then I stopped in like Liyue, and then I didn't play for like maybe about a year or two because I missed all the Dragon Spine events. Oh, that's a shame! The, you should have been there. Yeah, 
yeah, Inconomia came out. I wasn't here for that. Like, Were you there for the uh, the like Albedo limited time event? Nope. Nope. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, no, I wasn't here for any of that. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool that you've been here pretty much since the beginning as well. Yeah, and the the cool thing is, I think like outside of a couple events, I've mm-hmm. been through like all of the the version events, like thick and thin, the high points, the low points. I remember when two point one came out and had like the best elements and the worst elements, like like how the mm-hmm. fandom was going up in flames. It's like I've been through thick and thin with this <laughs> game, and I'm prepared to stick it out to the end. So you're like. Old school. You can like go in there and you've got like festering desire and all these oh, old I, weapons and everything. Too. Funny story. I have festering desire, but back in the day, mm-hmm. I I was still like relatively figuring like out how everything worked. So I got festering yeah. desire, but I didn't complete the event like fully. So I only have it at like refinement level three, and it kills me. Oh, I almost wouldn't want it at all. It's like I could have it like R5, but it's R3 because I didn't understand how it all worked back then. Oh, that would eat me alive because I, that's like an OCD thing. So it's like every time I get a new sword character and I put Festering Desire on them and I see that it's R3, I always kick myself. Yeah, no, there's no way. I mean, the only weapon I have that's not like full like like that, like the, the level, the five star weapons, obviously, because I'm not spending that kind of money. That's insane. But. Like uh, was it the 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 Dark Iron Sword that we just got another one of in the new UA expansion? Oh yeah, and then there was like that that one like three star bow that apparently is rare. It's like I saw someone on so, on the on the Discord server say like just a reminder these bows are super rare, so I stocked up on a bunch of them. Yeah, so the UA has those three star weapons like White Tassel, like I think it's like some kind of like weird uh, adventurers or something there's like there's like three or four weapons that are unique to the ua chest drops because you can't buy them you don't get them from the banner or anything else they are only in the ua chest that is weird so, are there any other like regions that do that no it is only the ua it's white tassel the traveler's handy sword which is like a red sword which is like a defense like core element sword it's not even a good sword it's just rare there's the messenger bow and I think there's, like, one more. Yeah, so there's, like, four weapons, like, three or four weapons that are only in the UHS drops that if you if you use them as materials and they're done and you run out of chest for the UHS, you'll never get them again. Huh. So, yeah, so if you if you get them, check your chest, check your drops, lock them down, refine them. See, and, I, and I, okay. I could understand that if it was, like, every region, like Inazuma... Or like Sumeru, it's like nope. they all have different ones, but just Leeway is kind of kind of weird. Yeah, and I stand corrected. It's not White Tassel; it's Black Tassel because oh. Black Tassel for the longest time was the only HP stat spear polearm, which is why it was like Zhongli's best in slot weapon. Back because at, at back in the days when Zhongli, yeah, before he had his like buff, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah. he's. He's not that good, and then he got buffed, and he's like, oh, he's the best shield in the game now. Yeah, but like even still, the Black Tassel at level 90 has a 46.9% HP boost. It's kind of ridiculous. And for the longest time, that was the only HP polearm. But now I think there's one in the weapons banner, I think. I'm trying to look because there's another one that's out now 
I wouldn't know. I, I never wish on the weapon banner. I will if it's a character that I really, really like, but it is super rare that I will try and invest in it. But no, so now the new one is the Rightful Reward polearm, which is a four-star. But yeah, other than that, I mean, Jongle Yada had his character weapon, or um, I think it was Hu Tao's character weapon, and then it was like, use either that or Black Tassel. And people are like, why are you going to use a three-star? And it's kind of like using... Thrilling, chill, thrilling Tales of Dragon Slayers on Kokomi. It's a three-star book, but use that mess. It's great. People sleep on three-star weapons, but yeah, check your Liyue drops. Make yeah. sure you're not Isn't there not that one, like, those. three-star callus, like, Tales of... What, what's it called again? Thrilling Tales, thrilling tales of Dragon Slayers. Yeah, yeah, that one. Like, that one's, like, uh, like, very good for certain characters. It's good for a lot of characters. So, yeah, I've got two of them at R5, and I'm like, you know what? I think that's good for now. So, yeah. Yeah, people sleep. I think there's another one. Uh, there's a three-star sword that's like crit rate and crit damage, and I forget the name of it. It's like Harbinger of Steel or something like that. Or You got me actually browsing through like all my old weapons now to talk <laughs> about old three-star weapons Yeah, that people sleep on. But that reminds oh. me. What what do I have on my Xion Yun right now? Because I know it's the, it's the, the Battle Pass Solar Pearl. Solar Pearl is so great. That is the first battle pass weapon I, I fully R5'd. Nice. I have it on I R2 it. right now. R5, elemental skill and burst damage 40%, normal attack damage 40% on top of crit rate. Yeah, another thing that thing's great. Nice. Yeah, three-star sword. A Harbinger of Dawn is a three-star sword. 46.9% crit damage. And if your HP is above 90%, crit rate 28% on a three-star sword. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, do not sleep on your three-star weapons, please. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to have you on our show. It's kind of awesome knowing that you're such, like, you've been around, like, since the beginning. And since you've actually kind of stuck with it through all the events, you've actually got a lot more experience in the game than I do. It's weird to, like, call myself, like, oh, I'm a veteran, even though, like, I'm not that old, like, in real life. But I guess I'm a veteran. What do you think is what actually ropes you into like staying with the game? What do you oh, think is, like, gosh. actually grabbed you and you're like There's like a multitude of factors, you know, the the characters, the story, the music in particular. Like my Spotify mm-hmm. my Spotify wrapped. I don't know if yeah. I showed it, but like a lot of I think my top artist was like Genshin Impact because it's a like, lot of those mix. songs are just banger after banger after banger and then like the relaxing songs and leeway just like they get me every time man i think the last like two years in a row hoya mix has been like my number one spotify rapped artist yeah what's like, as well, what's the because... what's the one name of the the main battle theme for sumeru swirls oh, of the God, um... of the storm i think Gosh, this oh, is geez, making me check is... my spotify now yeah right no uh, the one that i got was it uh, what's it called? Hold on. I have a whole <laughs> playlist <laughs> just for Genshin battle themes. Uh, like Swirls of the Stream. It's called yeah, Swirls of the Stream. That one is really good. And then oh, I got man, like Jolts one. in the Forest. I Jolts got in the Forest. That's mine. Alumnia Omnia, I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's like just a lot of good songs. So like, yeah, the music is like one big reason, but also a big like... Like, one of the reasons why I think Genshin Impact is, like, very different from Breath of the Wild is that Genshin Impact actually has a story, like, an ongoing Mm -hmm. story, whereas one of the main problems I had with Breath of the Wild was, like, yeah, it's big and open, you can do A, B, and C, but also 
the story was kind of non-existent. It felt like you were going more through like an epilogue of sorts and like the main story already happened. So one of the things that really roped me in with Genshin was this ongoing story that you could come back to every couple weeks and it's just like all these events and like all these characters and like all these characters interacting with each other. It just makes the world like the world feel so alive and like mm-hmm. I get like attached to a lot of these characters and I'm really invested. And like especially this past year with Fontaine and Farina and the whole story that's been going on, like I've been more hooked than ever. Oh, yeah. As I feel like I really enjoyed I enjoyed Monsanto. I really enjoyed Liyue. The whole thing with Rex Laptus with Zhang Li doing his whole fake as hell to thing. I fell off around Inazuma because when I came back, I was like, get, I was like starting Inazuma and I was like, eh, okay. Inazuma chasm, was kind of a low point. It was for me. I went to Inkonomiya and I did fully finish out Inkonomiya. But the problem that I had is that a lot of the stuff in Inazuma and Inkonomiya also wasn't voiced. And it was, especially Inkonomiya, was very lore and dialogue heavy. Yeah. And the lore in Inkonomiya is fantastic. It's really great. It's dark and it's sad and it's it's so, so good. Yeah, being on the Discord server for a while has taught me that I should just leave all the main, like, lore stuff to Emerald. Yeah, no, Emerald's all, especially comes to Inkonomiya, anything Abyss and Child related, she is on top of it. Um, that's why she is the lore lady. Yeah, when I came back, and then I went through the chasm, and I, I when I came back, I went headfirst into the Perilous Trail event, which was Yelan, Ito, Kuki, Yanfei, Zhao. That one was so event, good. And, oh, it was so great. But, I mean, anything involving Ito is, all, is already good, and just that entire ensemble, and it, 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 was, it really wrote me in. And then when we got through that, and then Fontaine, or not Fontaine, but Sumero came around. I hit I hit Samara and I hit the ground running and I haven't stopped. And like you said, with Fontaine, with the story and the characters and just the way the writing's gotten so much better, Genshin is as strong as it has ever been. Yeah. The only thing that worries me now is that I am worried that eventually we're gonna get to Natlan and the story like it's gotten like very, very high quality. I'm worried that Natlan might not keep the same level that Fontaine has going for it. You know, I think that's a fair as a fair assumption, but I am also very open to being surprised because when we left Sumer, I was like, this is going to be really hard to top, like music, story, and everything. I was like, I don't know how they're going to do it because Sumero caught me in so many ways in so many different quests. And I went to, I was like, the music's not going to be as good, the world's not going to be as good, the story's not going to be as good, but I'm still probably going to enjoy it. And I will say, I believe I was right when I say that the music is not as good, because I do believe that Sumero music is absolute peak Genshin Impact music. Nah, I think you just gotta um, listen to Fontaine some more. Oh no, and I do, especially with the last um, the last album that came out. I like the Fontaine music. Don't get me because when I first saw like Fontaine City like itself, I was like, it looks super Disney. And the music sounds like I'm in an amusement park, and I hate it, and it's going to be stupid. And now, I mean, Fontaine, I, I, I pretty much live in Fontaine. It's, where it's my hub. It's where I go for my dailies, my my alchemy bench, everything. And I actually like the music. But I still think Sumero, I still think Sumero music edges it out. Sumero that is very good music-wise. <laughs> it's so good. If it just but weren't for that s- desert. 
yeah, yeah, the desert, I, I will criticize it. I like the desert at first, and it just dragged on for too long. It's just what it did. One desert, okay. A second update, we're, we're getting a, a bit thin, but okay, sure. I'm with you. By the time the third one came around, it was getting really hard for me to come back daily. Yeah, it, it, it was really rough. I agree. The third expansion of desert, I was, I was burning out real bad. But I will say that the story in Sumeru, because I went in when I first saw Farina, and I met her, and I was, or when I first saw her design, I was like, I hate her. And the, the the story and her characterization and the writing, I feel like the story was incredibly strong. Everything involving Nouvellet, you know, Risley, the Forces of Merope, the Primordial Sea, everything from the time you hit Fontaine with the court case all the way up to the end with the fulfillment of the prophecy and Nouvellet's ascension, peak storytelling. I, I loved it every bit of it and the best part about it is that it didn't feel like there was any like filler or anything it felt like every piece of dialogue that someone would tell you would like come back in the end in like a meaningful way and the the way that it hit me the most was in like when 4.1 released with the fortress of Merope and all that stuff and like we saw like Riley's Riley's boat at the end and I was thinking to myself like what like okay this is cool and all but like why are we doing this and then at the end of like the 4.2 our conquest when like everything's flooded and then his boat comes out of the water i was like oh that's why we saw that that's so cool yeah fontaine did such a great job of intertwining the writing because even everything from the from the initial court case with with lenny and lynette and with vache all that came full circle towards the end Everything was called back to you. Everything was tied in. The character writing was so good because all the characters maintained a prominent role from beginning to end. Even like Siegewing from like the Fortress came up and gave her diagnosis in the final trial. It's like everyone was so well intertwined. I think the only one that felt a little weak, even though I really enjoyed it, was it was 4.3 with the with the movie making. The film the festival. Jewelry and everything. Yeah. And I wasn't super huge on that, and Chiori definitely feels very out of left field. I will agree with you there. Uh, Chiori does feel like she just appeared, and now people are like, oh yeah, we've liked her this whole time. And I'm like, the whole time as in one version? Yeah. The only person I see with that is that people were really hyped about Gami when he came out this last event, but because they've also had leaked concept arts, and they've been hoping for like this the dragon kid or whatever it is, the tiger kid, like forever. And he finally came out and they were very excited. Question, do you Yeah. Do you ever look at leaks? Sometimes. I don't mind leaks. I don't actively seek them out. But if I stumble across them, I don't get mad. For me, any story leaks, I do not look at because I want everything to be a surprise. Like, if it were leaked to me that, like, I guess spoilers for 4.2, I guess. Uh, if it were leaked to me, like before 4.2 came out, that Farina wasn't the real Archon and Nervalette would get his like powers back and all that stuff, I would be so mad because I would just be like, that's such a cool thing and I got leaked on it. So it's like story stuff, I stay away from entirely. When it comes to characters, if it's a character that, that like I haven't heard or don't really care about, I might take a peek just to see if like their gameplay interests me so I can start saving for them. But other than yeah. that, I tend to stay away from leaks. Oh, no, that's completely fair. I think I'm kind of like the same way. Like character leaks, like, oh, here's so-and-so's character animations got leaked. Yeah. It, or here's their... Perfect example. When when Xian Yun 
was getting leaked around. I didn't really care for Xion Yun that much, so I took a peek. But then I saw that yeah. her skill actually like was like a really good for like traversing the world, like world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I saw that I was like, oh wait, this actually looks interesting. And so I decided to get her when she came out. And no, then I, of I was course, kind of the same way. and then of course, the constellation one is just like, oh yeah, you get to do that a second time in a row. I'm just like, fine, take my money. Well, so so just out of curiosity, so like her her C one. So usually with her, you jump up in the air, and you do like the Super Mario like triple air jump, right? Yeah. With C one, you can you just do like that more? Or uh, you does it does like is it I've, double her her dive mm, attack? How it works is when you're in the air. So let's say you you jump off of a hill and you're not gliding mm-hmm. and you try to use it, it won't activate. You have to use it like starting from off the ground. Oh. So when that happened, so because of that, I still prefer using like Kazuha when it comes to that stuff. But yeah. But like overall, Kazuha might have like greater for like vertical, like going high and then going high again and going high again. But with Xian Yun, especially with her C1, uh, she's great for like moving in like great distance, like really fast. Yeah. It's like you can triple jump and then like plunge mm-hmm. down really hard and like you you've moved a very far distance yeah I, I use her as part of my overworld exploration right now i don't know how to use her like combat wise a whole lot just yet but she's super fun just to bounce and fly around with yeah and i'm still trying to figure that out but yeah i was trying to figure out like how her c1 works because they were like oh you can use her skill twice i'm like so can you like triple jump twice or is it like a, a, a charge attack or her dive twice or nope you can so, only yeah, use it on the ground to... okay so, if you had to pick, what would you say is your favorite area? Ooh, like your favorite region, like or under under or underground it could be Chasm or Economia or Dragon's Spine. I've thought about it long and hard, and I think I mm-hmm. like gave an answer on the Discord server like a couple weeks back. But I keep going back and forth. For me, it's very close between Leeway and Fontaine, and like Fontaine feels like newer in my head. So obviously it has yeah. like an edge in the competition, but I think Recency bias. Yeah. And like the whole story and Farina and all that stuff. But I think at the end of the day, overall, we keep coming back to leeway and leeway keeps getting more characters and it keeps getting new areas like the chasm and Shen Yu Vale. Ultimately at the end of the day, I got to give it to leeway. It just has the, it just has like the, the greatest like amount of, stuff and i feel like hoyoverse also agrees that their favorite is leeway because lanternite every year banger well i mean it's it, to, to to be completely fair i mean it, it is a chinese game well yeah yeah i guess that should be expected that completely makes sense i guess yeah, that it, should it, it be is. expected yeah i'd say the but only the only event funnily enough the only event that i didn't really care for in leeway was the first lantern right with shao mm-hmm. and like the the Shao lanterns and whatever. Like I tried to play it, but I was starting to get kind of like, like worn out. It was one of those points where yeah. like, you just got to take a break for a month. And so like, <laughs> okay. and I waited for like the version of point. Like, I think it was like update one point. It was either like 1.2 or 1.3. That was a lantern, right? I think it was okay. 1.2 because 1.3 was dragon spine. I think. But anyways, I waited for that update to come out because I was like, I'm getting burned out. I'll give it I'll give it one more chance with Lantern Right. 
and so I played through the the first chapter of it, and then when like all the quests opened up, I realized like most of them were just like fetch quests that weren't voiced at all, and I saw that, Ew. and I was like, no thanks, I'm out. So I never finished yeah. the first Lantern right, but like See, outside ah. of that, Leeway has not let me down. Okay, I'm glad that we get we get all the UA fan in here, because um, I think like. I think like Dalton and Farrell were both very much uh, Inazuma, mainly because they are massive weebs. Oh yeah, um, and they like the whole Japanese thing. You know, so we get. <laughs> I, I Raiden Shogun makes me feel things, things, you know. <laughs> she does that to a lot, like a lot of the. Well, see, that's surprising me because you're a UI guy. I mean, you, could, you got like things like Shinha and Yelan and things like that too. Well, yeah, 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 so, yeah, totally. The UI does not have any, any shortage of the, of the waifu characters. No, I mean my OG favorite. <laughs> But the first limited time five star I ever got, Ganyu, mm-hmm. Ganyu. So I'm so was, happy that she, she got your a skin. First five star character. Uh, she wasn't my first five star character. That would have to unfortunately go to Kaching. But, okay, Kaching was actually my first five star too. That's that's really funny. But yeah, Ganyu's my OG favorite for Leeway. So okay. I guess that's another reason why Leeway is up there. So that's really funny. Did you did you get her dress skin? Oh, you know it. You already know it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I just want to, I just emphasize. It's like, okay, well, if you get the OG favorite, make sure you're taking care of it. That's all. No one loves Ganyu more than me. <laughs> would you say Ganyu would be your favorite character? Uh, or up until recently, I would have, but I had a revelation, and that revelation is named Farina. Ah. So you are definitely in the Farina. In the, I am Farina in the Farina there. camp, definitely. Maybe part of that is because I got C6 Farina when she came out. Excuse me? Did you not know? You went full. You got full Constellation It is the only Farina. time I have ever gotten C6 for a five-star, and it probably will be the only time. Did you Did you just Did you just save forever, or, or did we um, put that all... Uh... Part of it was saving. Part of it was saving for, like, like, getting her and then a Constellation. But then afterwards, <laughs> the funniest thing... Um... This is gonna, my reasoning is very stupid, but I learned that when the beta for 4.2, when all like, that's where like all the leaks come from people who play the betas, originally her Constellation 2 gave her like the rainbow effect for when she swapped between Numa and Osea, I think is the name of the elements that she uses. Osha, yeah. Osha, yeah. yeah. So she has like a cool like rainbow effect. And I was like, oh man, that's really cool. I want that. And then when 4.2 came out, all the leakers said that they changed it to C6. And I don't want to say that's so, the only reason I got C6, but it, that is a big one. So did, did that? Did, I remember hearing things about that. Did that leak turn out to be true? I'm pretty sure, yeah, because when I got Farina to C2, she didn't have any rainbow effects. But she has rainbow effects now? I mean, between <laughs> you and me, C6 Farina does have rainbow effects. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I applaud you, sir. I love me some character. I don't have a C6 anything five star. I've got a couple C3s. I've got. I would probably Bayes, not Luke recommend Kitchen, it but... unless you absolutely adore the character and their kit. And for Farina, yeah. I sure do. I think she's the uh-huh. best written character, in my opinion. Her story is super sad, but also makes me super happy that she's free now and can do whatever she wants. I especially I would, um, liked her most recent appearance, but we will get into that later. 
Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. I do think that, for, but I do think the Fontaine cat, I think that Farina and Nubilet both are some of the best written characters in the game so far. For sure, they are incredible, incredible, incredibly good. And I'm a huge Navia fan, and I do think she has written well. No way, you're a Navia fan? I could never have told. Just, just a just a smidge, but I will say that right now I am not happy with Navia. Really, I'm actually really I'm really upset with her, um, and what Hoyo's done with her and and everything. What do you mainly mean? Because I've been using Nav, uh, mainly because I've been using Navia for like every like boss fights, domains, my overworld stuff, and my biggest gripe that I have with Navia, and the reason I'm not happy with her right now, is I can't not play with her. Oh, okay. Because I see what so, it is. She's so incredibly busted, and I, I, I've brought this up a couple times on the on the podcast, and I've brought it up in the Discord. Like, she goes in, and I can beat Storm Terror. In less than thirty seconds, I salute you she does, for that. She she goes in. She does one umbrella elemental skill shot. I mean, no Benny buffs, no food buffs. Just go up there, look at Storm Terror's foot, shoot it with the umbrella. He's down. Climb up on top, shoot him with the umbrella, a couple smacks, and you're done. So, would you want them to nerf Navia? Is what you're saying? The problem is, is that she's too strong and. Because of that, like, I have other teams that I used to love playing. I've been trying to mix up. It, I've been doing things like my, my Burgian team. I used to have Dea as my main on that. It was Dea, Nahida, Baiju, and Yelan. And I've been trying to mix up. So, well, I'm going to build up Yanfei again. So I've been having fun with Yanfei, trying to build up these other teams. And it's fun. And or I'll go and I'll play with my Risley team, with my Freeze comp, or I'll play with my Eula team. And it's just like, they're fine. But why is everything taking so long? I I can totally see where you're coming from because for me, <laughs> it's like even like <coughs> for me, I'm kind of different because I've seen like all these different people saying, "Oh yeah, I have all these different team comps that I use and blah 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 blah." But for me, I there have been three consistent characters that I've always used ever since they came out, mm-hmm. and I haven't swapped off of them. And my fourth slot is open to whoever is new or whoever I want. My okay. first character, Zhongli, solely for his shield. Yeah, yeah. I like, like I have the have same Zhongli, problem, but there. with Zhongli because mm-hmm. he just makes the game easy mode. Like I don't have to dodge, and like yeah, what is dodging? What word is that? So it just yeah, makes it, it exactly. easy. So I put down the Zhongli mm-hmm. shield, and then Raiden Shogun in the second slot for like the electro application. So like anything you that just I do hit, her skill and you got it. Yeah, it gets electrified, yep. and like also her burst. I have her at C two. So her burst just mm-hmm. does monster damage to a boss. Nice. And then my third slot is like basically my main character, I guess, is like Kazuha. Because I I was lucky enough to save for Kazuha when he came out on the rerun back in like, I forget which version of Inazuma it was specifically. But when he got reran, mm-hmm. like everyone was talking about how good he was and how they missed out on him the first time. So I saved hard yeah. for him and I got him. But then in the next temple, I got an, like C one of him. And apparently, nice. like C one makes him even better, because after you use his like ultimate ability, he he instantly recharges his skill. So you can like you can burst you can like skill burst skill again. Yeah. So it's and just like Zhongli shield, okay. uh, Raiden Shogun for Electro, and then I soup up the enemies with Kazuha, and then I use his ultimate. And because Raiden Shogun has the Electro Infusion, everything gets electrified. And then I, because I have C1 for Kazuha, I use his elemental skill again. 
And if they're not dead by then, I just usually go to whoever my fourth slot is. Okay. I, I can totally see the dependence on characters like Raiden Shogun and Zhongli, especially with Zhongli's shield. Zhongli's shield just ruins people's games. Experience. Let me tell you, it's it's very addicting, and it's very hard <laughs> to play a team that doesn't have Zhongli on it. Yeah, if, if I get a Geo team, you best bet Stone Daddy's on it. My so, current team is Zhongli, Shogun, Kazuha, and Farina. So Okay. I can see the swirl, especially with the with the electro and the and the hydro with Kaza just swirling that all together. I bet that's a lot of fun. Definitely. Awesome. We, I well, think we, we kinda got uh, off track a little bit. Oh, we did, we did, but I wanted to take the time to you know, kinda introduce you into the, the show and kinda get to know you a bit. So uh, no, no, that's great. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's roll into a little bit of news real quick, and then uh, we'll take a break, and we'll 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 go into land and ride a little bit there towards the end. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Awesome. So we got a couple little pieces of news. Uh, the first thing is that live right now, which I believe the final stages should be up, is the triumphant frenzy combat event, and that is going on right now. And a lot of people seem to be having a lot of fun with this combat event. Have you managed to do anything with it yet? Whenever these combat events come out, I always like choose not to play them until all the levels are out so I can just binge them all in one go. So I have yet to play them, but I know the type of combat event this is, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to playing it. I'm sure I'm going to have fun with it. And the best part is afterwards, I get like all these primos that I can just pull. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in for the primos. I am not a combat event person. But I am like usual when these events come around. I put them off until the very end because I know I can binge them on the last day. So, yeah, I, I've i seen it, but no, I haven't touched it yet. So on the last day, I'm going to go in, we'll hit it, and I'll, I'll stomp through it in one day. But that I think that makes me like a lazy player and a terrible podcast host. No, <laughs> because I do it too. I, I do it too, and I'm on the podcast now. So, I mean, that makes two of us. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the Triumphant Frenzy combat event's going on now. I believe you have another week to get through all that, get in there and uh, hammer out some combat rounds in your little mini domain, get those Primo gems, uh, adventure experience, and those missing enhancement orders. The I'm going to shift these other two pieces of news back and forth, but upcoming we have the banner change, which should be going live, which will be cycling off of Zhanyun and Nahida. So that'll actually be changing over. We'll be having Yai, Miko, and Zhao getting their reruns. And you being what sounds like a big animal person as well, are you going to be going for either Yai, Miko, or Zhao? Funny story, uh, when Zhao re-ran, I got him, but I have never felt the need to either build him or use him at all because Kazuha exists for the sole purpose. So, unfortunately, okay. I do not use Zhao. Although maybe with getting Xian Yun, I might invest into Zhao, maybe. It's like a very small chance, but maybe that will happen. But I'm okay. mainly going to be pulling for Yaimiko because I don't have Yaimiko yet. And the last time she she ran on a banner, I like used all of my savings. And then I even spent a little bit more for her. But unfortunately, I lost the 50-50. So, uh, and, so the Wily Fox took your primos and yeah, ran. I'm also on 50-50 now because I have C1 Xian Yun. So I'm getting a little bit of deja vu. Ooh. Yeah, actually, I think I'm on my 50-50, too, because I was going to throw some pulls at Yai and Miko just for the uh, for maybe some... One, because there's just some electrical application to be had in there, and also because I'm not a huge Zhao fan, but also I don't do a whole lot with Animo. I use Sucrose, like, in some of my teams, but that's really about it. I used to run with Jean a whole lot, but even Jean I never used for, like, swirl reactions. I just used her to overworld and heal and shove things off cliffs. I only built um, Jean recently, 
because everyone says that when you get like a very high constellation for Farina, Jean is like the best mm -hmm. like on field healer for that. So I haven't okay. tried out Jean with Farina yet, but I have finally leveled her up to ninety, so I can try that out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm excited to see how that works out. Yeah, uh, Jean's great, man. It's, I got Jean. I think I like C one or C two. Dalton's got her at like C forty seven or something like that because all he ever gets is Jean whenever he loses a fifty fifty. Let me see what my Jean oh. is at. My Jean is at C five. So only Jesus one more, and then I will have people. Max Jean. Man, you people manage to get these characters so much more than I do. I don't. I don't understand. I feel like I pull a lot, but maybe I'm still maybe surprised I'm that you don't have a Mona yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no Mona, no Chi Chi. So one day, one day. So any, I, I'm on my fifty fifty. So again, if I lose my fifty fifty, if I get a Mona, a Chi Chi, or a Day of Constellation, I'm 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 cool with it. If I keep getting more Tinaris, I'm probably gonna cry. Yeah. But... Speaking of which, speaking of which, I know it's only rumors right now, but there are some people saying that when Chiori comes out in the next update, that she's gonna be put on standard banner. Like, what do you think of that? Oh, so is she. I mean... Because that would be like the first Geo 5-star on Standard that, Banner. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's gonna, she could be the... Because everybody thought that Navia was going to be the Geo rep when... Uh, Gosh, when could you banner. imagine no, if Navia was on Standard Banner? Oh, man. Um, as Now, playing her and experiencing through the story, no. No, no, I couldn't. And I still can't believe that Daya's on the Standard Banner because Daya was fantastic in the story, but... I guess like her her play style and her kit and the way people got real upset about her power output and things like that. So I, I guess that's fine. I asked Emerald a question about this last time. I don't know if you know the answer, but when Daya came out, I went all in on Daya and I got her sword as well, right? Yeah. So, but now Daya is on the standard banner. What happens to her sword? I wish I had the answer. As far as I know, and this I. I don't know if this is true or not, 100%, but f as far as I know, until someone tells me otherwise, those weapons are just gone. They're just gone forever until, I, I guess, because, like... I want to believe, some, like, I want to believe that you can get them on, like, the weapon banner, but... Yeah, because, like, Jean's got, like, Favonia Sword, Deluxe's got the Wolf's Greystone, and you, those you can get on the Standard Banner. Or Yeah, just recently I pulled on Standard Banner, and I got uh, my first Aquila Favonia. Yeah, yeah, that's a great sword. But, yeah, so, but, again, like, some of these other, like, Dea's sword, I don't think has been added to the general pool. So, it, it, for people that want, it's just gone forever, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. To I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you actually knew that or not, because I don't know, and Emerald wasn't sure either. So I'll have to, uh, I'll do some poking on that. Yeah. But okay. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, we kind of got off track on the banner stuff too. But um, our last thing that I wanted to touch on is like, cause it's been two weeks since we, since we had a full episode. And since then we've gone through Valentine's day, we have some characters birthdays. I think I'll hate them had a birthday. Beto had a birthday. Um, there's been a couple of them, but on Valentine's day, we got a series of Valentine's illustrations that were posted by the Genshin Impact Twitter. At first, I was three. very confused by this because I thought, like, the, the characters that were posted, I thought they all had birthdays on the same day. And so I was yeah, yeah. I was really confused. I was like, what? Yeah, so so these come, so we had three. So we had Lynette and Navia, both which I could have seen because they're both Fontanian characters and kind of relatively recent. Okay, I'm cool with that. But the other, the third Valentine's illustration was Jet. And wow. 
the response to Jet because what, what one, can I say? The people they, they, love Jet. They, they do, and rightfully so. Um, there's a couple of things I want to point out. So if you just look at the Twitter, the quotes and the likes of that. So on likes alone, Lynette came in at sixty six thousand likes. Navia came out at sixty nine thousand likes. Nice. That's nice. That is nice. Jet, the non playable Jet, who we went through Golden Slumber Dirty Vilkos with in Sumeru, got one hundred and ten thousand likes. More quotes, more retweets, more engagement than Navia and Lynette. All of them, so many of them, screaming for Jet to be playable. Here's the thing with with Me. Jet though, the way I see it. Unfortunately, I don't with like the position that they put Jet in. I I think it's gonna be kind of like difficult to to re like reasonably put her in the game. Like, yeah, you could do it, but the problem is like the main story with Jet and like the the golden slumber quest in like the desert and all that is like none of that was voiced. So mm -hmm. if we get Jet in the game, like obviously we're gonna have like a character quest with Jet and whatnot and all that stuff. But then if you like give her a voice and stuff, what about like all the new players who don't know like what Jet's big deal is and everyone's just like, oh yeah, go back and play like golden slumber. But yeah, like would they have to like re like record voice lines for golden slumber? And like I then, can't see them doing that. And then that like begs the question, okay, what about that one girl in like the end of the Aranara quest, which dear lord Rana? I Yeah, her. Like she gets like a, a dendro vision at the end of it. So it's like mm -hmm. like would that open the, the floodgates for her too? So it's like it's a lot of like if you do it for one character, then everyone's gonna be asking for all the other characters. So I feel like they they're giving Jet fans a little something with the valentine's day post but i don't yeah. think it's feasibly like reasonable to actually put her in the game especially since she still doesn't have a vision yet and her i and her like model does look very similar to all the other like yeah but she, she's 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 definitely generic aramite clear water dancer yeah so i feel now, like if if you were to make her playable, you'd have to maybe redesign her a little bit to make her stand out a bit more. Yeah, and, and that's where I was going to get with you. So, like, there were two things. One, in this illustration, Jet is pulling down her eye mask so you can see her eyes. Yeah, that was... And an interesting thing is that is that Jet has yellow eyes, which was very a call to a animation that was part of the, the Hoyo Fest, the animation yeah. thing they had. And which one of the fan things had Jet take off her mask and she had yellow eyes. So I feel like that was a call to that as well. But I agree that in the future, if they do, which and I, I legitimately hope that they do. Make I'm, Jet I'm not saying I don't want them to do it. I hope they do it. But realistically, I don't see how like, like logistically. And, and I, I see where you're coming from. And the only thing I would see is like if they did, like say we're going through Natlan and then Jet shows up. She's got like you know she has her own mercenary band now. If you paid attention to the 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 books and stuff you found in the Third Era Sumeru Desert expansion, they would have to like definitely give her her own unique thing. Like she has she progressed in her story, what she's doing now, her look has changed. Maybe she's acquired a vision for what she's been doing because if anybody deserves a vision, it's her. Yeah, maybe it could be like maybe did. it could be like how they did it with like how they gave Farina a vision where it's like at the end of Jet's story quest, like she gets granted a, like a 
like maybe like a pyro vision or something. Yeah, and and that's the way I can see it doing. But just seeing the amount of support and response that Jet as 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 an NPC get is just incredible to see, and the way that she just completely just blew past Lynette and Navia in terms of Twitter response just. It surprised me. I knew Jet was popular. I didn't expect her to be yeah. that popular. Imagine yeah, that they was, don't put Jet in the game, but instead they put Albert in the game. I mean, you know what they should do? They should go back and we should just get to every time we get another expansion. Is that was it? Anne from Monstat, the girl that was sick, yeah. who became an adventurer. She should just keep getting stronger and stronger until she becomes like a full on like vision wielding adventurer thing. Well, that would be cool. And that that would be great. I'm still waiting for um, that Mondstadt Harbor expansion that everyone keeps talking about. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna do it this year, and then they never do it this mm-hmm. year. Well, I I thought that was I thought that was gonna be our gateway into Fontaine when we had the Yulee rerun and stuff like that, but that didn't end up being the case. So, and apparently Natlin is like takes place like west of the desert Sumeru, the the Mara Havari, the Mara Havari, something like that. Hold on, let me um, check my map so I can it's see. It's the wasteland. Because, but yeah, apparently, the lore, the lore wise, that's supposed to be, I think, west of the of the sands of Sumeru. West what they of the said. sands. <clears throat> I'm looking at the map right now, and the camera doesn't move that far west after the sands. So unless they like move like the the camera further to the west or something, I I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure, but apparently that's where it's supposed to be. Maybe they'll just tack it on there at the end. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, so that 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 was just something crazy to see. But um, wow, this is we are we are at an hour already. So oh, how gosh. about uh, yeah? So how about uh, we take we take a break, get a drink, stuff like that. And we'll come back and we will touch up a little bit on our lantern right stuff. We'll hit a question of the week and uh, we'll put a bow on it. Sound good? Yep. All right, now let's take a little break and we will be right back. are back so yeah that that first half of this episode man we went on for a hot minute that that happened last time i had dalton on, on the show a couple episodes ago and it's like the entire like first half of the episode is like getting caught up and seeing what you're doing and everything else so it just it it's just a full-on conversation that goes on like twice as long like you know like me and Emerald do it every week it's like hey how's your week been going oh it's been doing good how's your week been going oh i've been doing this okay cool well here's news of what's happened this week so yeah, that's covered, so we'll take a break and go over our weekly discussion. It's a lot quicker. Like, it's like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. But, yeah, when you got somebody new or somebody coming back for a long time, it's like, hey, how you been? Let's get caught up. And it's just like, it's a whole thing. So, But, no, it's cool, man. I love it. It's, it's great content. But since our last recording, Lantern Rights fired up, and we've pretty much been able to go through all of that. And I just want to kind of get with you and kind of touch base on your Lantern Right experience and what you thought about it this year. Because you... We, we did talk about in the first half. Like you were kind of disappointed with your first Lantern Ride experience. Oh, yeah. But I do yeah, I do think they've gotten better with each iteration over the years. So what did you? how did you feel about this one? Well, like you said, the first one was disappointing. I didn't even finish it because I was so burnt out. 
And then the second one, I think, was when they had Shenha and Yunjin. I think that was the second okay. one. And, like, that one was a lot better because it was actually voiced. And then the one last year, who was in it last year? Do you know? Yes. Uh, last year we had the kites. Or not the kites, the uh, the actual lanterns itself. And, oh, jeez. I'm blanking. Who were the main stars of last year? I gotta check the. Right? I gotta check the archive again. Yeah, it, it was uh, Yao I mean, Yao. What? It was Yao Yao. I knew Yao Yao came out. Yao Yao Yao, 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 Yao and Baiju, um, I think. Baiju. Yeah. Yeah, but they weren't the stars of it. No, they weren't the stars. It was, uh, no, it was. Uh, we had uh, we had Hu Tao, and we had Zhen Zhen uh, Yun or yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they did the uh, they did the 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 rock rap. Oh thing. yeah, that one. I remember seeing everyone yeah. like making fun of like all like the different versions of it because the English one was like offbeat for the cinematic. Yeah, yeah, it was. Who, yeah. who has trouble with As, ours? Aside from that, though, yeah, that one was really good too. As for this year's, I am very pleased with it, and I think. Let me ask you a question. Did you? Did you? Like, before Lantern, right? Before you did all of it, did you... I think I might know the answer to this. Did you complete the Xi'an Yin story quest? I, so, I did not complete it. I'm almost towards the end, but I did watch some Twitch streamers play through it. Um, so, I'm familiar with how it all pans out. Okay, okay. For me, that, like, elevated it a little bit with certain parts of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, knowing who, like, like Xi'an Yun is Cloud Retainer... It's like, wow, biggest twist of the century. Totally didn't see that one coming. But it's like, yeah, having the story quest, like, in your brain while going through it mm-hmm. is really, like, cool. Because, like, I I guess it's not really a spoiler because, like, the game shows the character in Lantern Right whether you've beaten her quest or not. But, like, Shuyu, mm-hmm. the, the little girl that's with Xian Yun, yeah. because in the, in yeah, the, the story quest, she, at the end of it... Xi'an Yun decides to take her on as, like, the new, like, apprentice or whatever. So yeah. it was really nice to seeing that, like, continuity come into Lantern, right? Where it's like, yeah, it would make sense for Yu to be alongside Ganyu and Shinha as well. So it's like, that was really cool. And then, of course, Leeway Harbor is decorated every year. I love how decorated it is every year. I wish there was an option to keep it that way. But I, I know that's part of the point where it's like, play while you can yeah and it's gonna change but i'm actually gonna disagree with you on some points as far as jan yun's and yushu's integration into the lantern right festival not because it's not good but because it was all released at once and they're two very different things as opposed to the the character quest for jan yun and then the lantern right story because it almost for for the Optimus mission, you, you almost have to do one before the other. And I feel if they wanted to do that, they should have released Shan Yun prior. So you had more time to to play through it and experience it. Rather than, hey, both these things are out at once. But if you don't want things to be kind of muddled, you have to do them in this order. Like now, during a limited event. Maybe if they and like pushed I, back Lantern right to the second half of 4.4, maybe there'd be like a bit more breathing well, then, room. Well, they're not going to do that because of Chinese New Year. Yeah, and so and so the only thing they could do was was have to push Zhang Yun forward some more. And I feel like because I'm a person that doesn't do character chapters until I have a slow period, I save them 
That way, when there's you know there's downtime between patches, I got nothing to do. I have content to play through. Like I still haven't done Nav- Navia's character chapter. Number one because... Navia fan hasn't done the Navia character chapter yeah. yet. Yeah, be- because I'm saving it. I'm saving it for a time when I don't have anything going on, so I can sit down and enjoy it. Because at the same time, I'm not pressured into doing other things. Like right now, I'm playing through Zhang Yun's character chapter, and I'm finishing up because I don't have anything going on except for the combat challenge thing. And then when I'm done with that, I'll be back to grinding, and I'll probably do Navius because there's no content for the next couple weeks until the next expansion. So the fact that it came in, and the only reason I wasn't super mad is because I was able to watch some Twitch streamers that I follow play through, and I'm like, okay, this is really good. And then when I played through myself, I was I was fine. So but I guess I we're on like... like opposite sides of the spectrum because like I have played it, and I re- and it enhances mm-hmm. it for me. But for those like you that haven't like finished it yet, it it might feel a bit like out of place. Like, who is this little girl and why is she with Xian Yun? Yeah, and for players that that are going into it and are just trying like, oh, I have to do Lantern right now because it's a limited thing. That may, if to me, it just feels like it was just kind of mishandled a little bit. Like I appreciate the integration; I think it was well done, but the way that the release structure was, I don't appreciate. And I feel like that was that was kind of fumbled a bit. It's not a it's not a game breaking thing for me, but it's kind of like bear this in mind in the future. If you're gonna have these two things be so intertwined, staggered a little bit more, so we got time to you know do it at our pace as opposed to yeah. here's everything, do it this way. Yeah, I guess for me with the type of player I am, when content comes out, unless it's like like the combat event that's going on right now, where I like save it until it's all out, unless it's something like that. I would like to get it done straight away solely because I don't want to be spoiled when I go on to like social media and see like, uh, so okay. like whenever I'm at work and I'm working and I have like a break and I go on like TikTok or whatever and I see people reacting to like certain parts of Lantern right that I haven't played yet because I need to get home and play it. I get so mad because I'm like, oh, I haven't played it yet. I got to go home and play it. So it was like, mm-hmm. it's like that for me. So for me, for the type of player I am, I can appreciate the type of like, like fast pace. Like we're releasing this, and then we're releasing this, and then we're releasing this. But I can totally yeah. see how, how, for like a different play style, like you, for like you do it on like your own pace. How that can be a bit frustrating. Yeah, and, I, and again, that's that's just my personal take from it. But again, I I think that the I do appreciate the way that they wrote. Yushu and Jinyan into it. I just wish I had a little bit more time between the releases. That's all. But no, I completely agree with you. I thought that the story this year was really, really good. Um, the entire thing with Gaming, like the young boy characters are are very rarely my thing. Like I don't resonate with them. I don't really I've heard how much you, really, you've like, slandered Xingqiu. I mean okay, I just don't I just Xingqiu's fine. I just think Xingqiu's boring and Xingqiu never does anything like in the story wise. Or no, no, I'm thinking of Changyun. Changyun, like I, I'll slander Changyun a little bit. And Jing Cho is whatever. Um, he just need, Jing Cho just needs slacks instead of shorts, and I'm good with Jing Cho. But these, they're they're just never really my jam. Like I like Benny. I don't, I don't like. I don't feel anything like with Benny. I don't, I don't bond with Benny. I resonate more with like the more adult character. That's probably just because I'm older, I guess. Well, so also like, the the I, adult like, characters like... just have more interesting things going on, because for, like for, the younger characters, me. like their story quests deal with like 
like I guess like not as interesting things whereas like with Nervalette we go into like his whole backstory with the Melusines and then Farina with like the whole theater troupe and like a lot of like mature subjects and topics I really appreciate and then when we go yeah. to like the the hangout quests with like Bennett it's just like oh let's go open a chest man there was nothing oh. inside of it yeah oh it's full of cabbages this is great I got four cabbages like Benny you're oh god no but the thing and I, I think that's just me but I feel like Gaming's also catered to like a different demographic than me too which is fine because i think that i think gaming's animations look great i really i actually really liked his attitude the gameplay is really cool but it took playing through gaming's story and even though he's still not really my thing i really liked going through his his history and his his issue with his family and his dad and how he wants to chase his dream it's like that it's it's a very it's a very cliche story. Like, you know, the young guy, he doesn't want to take over the family business. He wants to do his own thing. Dad doesn't approve. They're at, they're at ends. And it takes, you know, this big thing. Oh, look, the son's actually doing something with his life. And dad's like, oh, I was mistaken the whole time. I love you, son. And it, it took that for me. As you know, it's a cliche story. It took that for me to appreciate Gaming and, like, what he brings to the table. Yeah. Because, like, most uh, happy-go-lucky characters, they're like, yeah, they're cool. But, like, if they don't have anything more to them, it's like, okay, that's cool and all. But why should I care? I don't want that to sound rude, but yeah. it's like, if there isn't something deeper to them, I'm most times not really going to care that much. Like, if if it turns out in 4.2 that for, the whole deal with Farina was that her whole personality really is just like snarky i'm the archon attitude i wouldn't like her nearly as much and i think that a lot of the happy go i agree with the happy go lucky characters have to have something more going for them and what you learn to discover especially in this kind of medium of like anime and games and stuff is that happy go lucky characters are, are either a they're children and they're young and that's just the way children are like clee or yao yao and things like that but then when they get into the kind of like that pubescent, young adolescent, you know, young teen area like Bennett and like Gaming, for example, when they're really that happy-go-lucky, they're compensating for something. Yeah. Because they're fighting to stay. Like Bennett is happy and he stays positive because he wants to overcome because he struggles. Yeah. Everything he does is a struggle. Bennett's and whole thing Gaming, is that he's the unluckiest guy in all of Tevat. And all the exactly. fandom loves to like make fun of him for it so it's like whenever yeah. i see like videos on youtube of like ranking all the genshin characters based on like i don't know like how they would like ask someone out for a date or whatever and, like whenever they get to bennett they always put him in like the worst option and it's just like i don't want to oh, do yeah. this to bennett but he just has the worst luck and th i think that's kind of like the running gag but i also feel like that when you have that like that's what endears you to these characters and that is also, I will say, is what endeared me to Gaming. Because Gaming was very happy, he's very positive, he's very supportive. And, like, he does anything he can for anybody else. Like, he, he's the kind of guy that would give you the shirt off his back. And as you play through and you realize that he's like this because, because he's, he's, he's compensating for this severed bond with his family and his father especially. It's like, that's what he has to do to keep going forward. And I appreciated that. Yeah, I liked um, it because of how realistic it felt because because Hoyo vs. 
very easily could have just done like, oh, Gaming's dad is just like very stern and very rude and won't listen to his son or any of that. But when we actually meet his dad, he's like just a very chill dude who just wants to get his yeah. his his tea transported to Leeway. And it's like very awkward between the two of them. And like yeah. they don't get like super angry at each other, but you can tell like there's tension. So it's like I like how like awkward that felt. Well, the thing is, like, they're not, like, angry at each other. It's just a misunderstanding. Again, it's, it's a very cliche story. Like, the dad's like, I wanted this because I'm worried about your future. He's like, I, he's like, we're having this because I want you to plan ahead. I want to make sure you're taken care of. And maybe that's just me because I'm a dad myself, and I kind of, I, I resonate. And again, it took this story involving his dad coming through and realizing this for me to resonate with Gaming himself as well. And then Gaming's like, you know, I don't, he doesn't hate his dad. He just like, he just wants, he just wants to be able to, to spread his wings and do his own thing. And he wants his dad to respect that. Yeah. You got this whole, like very beautiful thing going on. But then also in the background, you have just cloud retainer on a rock, just watching the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have her and Shinha coming by and just like sitting down and trying to like (laughs) pass off this terrible act of like mother-daughter moment where like Xian Yun is like oh how is work Shenha and Shenha is just like it's fine I get the occasional drunk but I like knock him out and kick them out and Gaming's dad is like what is going on with those guys at least we're not that bad yeah, and John is like having this intro model, like I forgot how bad she is at social interactions. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I will also say that Zhang Li being there and like having the conversation and Paimon's like, uh Zhang Li <laughs> like trying to correct me, like Zhang like get off you know, catch up. Yeah. Was uh oh it cracked me up. Oh, I love that whole that whole part of the story when when you're transporting and and just then, like, to get them involved with it. and then uh, Moon Carver it, uh, and Mountain Shaper, yeah, and like just the thieves and just running away and like we are thieves, we are here to steal your stuff. Oh my lord, I loved it. Everything involved in them. The first time we saw them, and we were making the kites, and they flew into it flew into Cloud Retainer's thing. She went like full we, mom like, mode. And Ganyu yeah, was we're like, gonna find out where Ganyu was oh like, God, wait, no, we... can you travel like with her? And we're like, why? And she's like, oh, I'm not worried about Cloud Retainer. I'm worried about what Cloud Retainer is going to do to whoever threw the kite. Well, we ran into them and they were having their discussion and they're like having these mamas talking back and forth. And they're like, you know, one believes that you should do this. Like, this was not one's idea. One believes that, you know, you, it is your doing it's like that. And then they're like bickering back and forth while looking at Cloud Retainer. And I think it was Moon Moonshaper Mooncart looked over and says it just openly just says, This is all your fault. <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. very plainly. I lost my yeah. sh- Oh, it was so good. Everything involving those two was just really, really good. And I love their dynamic. But no, I, this the the whole Lantern Right story, the experience from that to the way that Gaming ended up, you know, resonating with his dad. The cinematic for the dance at the end. The cinematic was great. Was Although, like, the one thing was that was cool. going through my he- my head while it was going on, and this is such, like, the nitpick, like, the nitpick of nitpicks, like, to end all nitpicks, but it's just, like, mm-hmm. we learn in, in like, the, the chapters that what what's the name of, like, the style of dancing that Gaming does? Oh, the, 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 the,
Wangshu. Wangshu. Alright, if we if we get that wrong, we're gonna be flamed eternally. But Wangshu dancing. So mm-hmm. so like he tells us that Wangshu dancing isn't that popular in Wu Liwei. Wu Show. Yes, sorry, Wu Show. That that go. that is it. <laughs> Gosh. We're gonna we're gonna hear it later. Um yeah. Wu Show dancing. So he he says to us that Wu Show dancing isn't like that popular in Liwei. And then in the cinematic, mm-hmm. he's doing it, and it's like there's all these drummers that are just drumming along for him. And like in the back of my brain, I was thinking, okay, but like where did they get the drummers from? <laughs> and I like I know well, you're not supposed to think about that. It's just like a really funny thing that I was just like, huh? I guess they just convinced all these drummers to get together. And never mind that Gaming can also apparently dance on water. Hmm. I didn't know that Gaming was uh, related to Farina. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was a lot that you kind of had to. There, there's some suspension of disbelief in here, but it was, it was a very, very good cinematic. Um, I like Jinyun's uh, contribution there towards the end when they, when people start their kites start falling and she's got to make the wind come up. So that, that was a nice little touch. But the, 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 the whole the pinnacle of him coming off the dance, and then when his dad walks up and his dad's got the kite, and it actually looks like the. The Wusha, like the the dragon head, was was really really good. So no, I I feel like they did a really good job with the story this year, and I, I was very appreciative of it. Story aside, uh, how did you feel about the events this year, the mini games and stuff? The events were a lot of fun. I think the the least like I don't want to say it's bad because none of them were bad, but like the least memorable one was the one it. It was the one where it's like you're playing the the Yao Yao mini game where you're like guiding them through like a maze or whatever. And it's like it was like inoffensive. Another puzzle game. Yeah, it was fun for a little bit, but it's like it's just like once you get it, like the level's complete and there's no like hard mode or anything. And then there's only like mm-hmm. nine of them, I think. It's like once it's done, it's all yeah. done. So it's just like you could do so much more with that, but they just choose not to, and it frustrates me because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was definitely one of those simple, like baby game for babies. Like as far as like puzzle games go, it was very cute and simple. I did appreciate that. The racing event, I always loved the lantern right racing events. Yeah, because like the just lantern just, and like the the, the, fireworks the fireworks and everything everywhere. And it, oh, and it was it. also in like so the much. new area. It's like going around the new mm-hmm. area. It's like that was really cool. Yeah. So anytime we get the lantern, oh, here's the fly through. And like I like this thing. She's like, hey, we're going to do this again because last year you did it. And people saw you and were very inspired to to do like great things because they saw you like flying through the sky with the fireworks and everything. Is that what the I was like, oh, is that what the person said? The, yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, last year is like, you know, they, we, we hosted this and we didn't think anything of it. But then we saw you like flying through the night sky amongst the fireworks and the lanterns. And it was so incredible that. You know, we had people that were inspired to go and do the things that they said they were going to do this year and chase after their dreams and all this stuff like that. Like, it was this big inspirational thing, apparently. You're making me pars- feel partially guilty because I just mashed through all that dialogue so I could play the event. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it, this it person doesn't way. have uh, voice lines? Skip. Yeah, no, it was just, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people did that. But it was a lot better than, like, the typical, like, oh, hey, we did this thing last year. Oh, we're going to do this again? Yep. And that just pretty much be the end of it. Yep. I think the the um, the, I, the standout mini game though was definitely the the co-op event. 
the multiplayer, the that the, one, like, the Wusho dance is so yeah. fun, but also so frustrating because when you get bounced out, and sometimes the oh, the latency, dude. like it doesn't bounce you out immediately. Okay, so so about that. So I had a great time with that event. I had no problem. I won a bunch of them. Dalton did his while streaming, and while he was playing, his ping like went through the roof. Like he started lagging out. Oh gosh. And he would just be running around, and he would just be exploding and getting knocked back everywhere. And he was getting so mad on the stream. Like, he was, like, cussing and getting ready to throw his mouse and keyboard. He was so pissed. Yeah, and if your Wi-Fi is not good. the best thing ever to watch. If your Wi-Fi is not oh good, maybe God. maybe wait <laughs> on that. That was a riot. But no, I agree. That game, was, that game was really, really fun. I will say that some of the later levels, like, with the, oh, the... The hot area is about to start. Best get out of it. And it starts like exploding and taking away all your coins. I thought that was kind of frustrating. But not running around and be able to knock people back while chasing coins. I had a lot of fun with that. I agree. I think that did stand out the most. And I was I was hoping to try and do a co-op event with uh, with some of the other Genshin podcasts. Like, you know, Shade Chamber and uh, Genshin Guys, Tales of Tafat. But I just, I just haven't had the time to be completely honest. I got a lot going on in real life. So yeah. it, it just didn't happen, but one one, one day, one day we're going to do something special. One day I'm we will reach the it. promised land of the another collab. Yeah, it, it definitely needs to happen. But so, would you say that the the Wusho dance was probably your your favorite? Definitely, I've always I've always found like a fond like attachment to like all the co op events because those are the times when you can actually play with other people outside of like normal mm-hmm. co op because like grinding for like artifacts and talent materials and domains with other people like that can be fun but it can also be frustrating when someone brings in like their level 20 yanfei and they're like oh don't worry guys i got good artifacts all solo and then they proceed to die first it's like you get moments like that and you're like this is why i play solo in domains but but when it's like i have trouble doing anything co-op like that yeah when it's like in an event where there are rules and it's a mini game and you're just having fun it's like those tend to be the best events so like back mm-hmm. in like the 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 film festival co-op event where it's like you're guiding all these like little ball creatures into your own pen for points like that was fun too yeah no that the, the blubber beast one yeah that was really good um i just what they need to do is just come out eventually it was just when they have enough of these events come out is just do like a mario party game and it just be all the Genshin minigames. Like, just like Genshin Mario Party. Definitely. And, I think we I are almost it. due for another Wintrace soon. Maybe? How long has it been since the last one? Uh, since I ain't at Googling. some point in Sumeru. <laughs> but I'm like, I want to yeah. do Wintrace in like the, the new Fontaine areas. Yeah. No, that, that could be good. Um, but no, they definitely definitely need more. Uh, more than I'm glad, like, especially like the last one, we had the Beetle Battle come back. Yeah, Beetle Battle um, was so fun. As as easy as the Beetle Battle was, but I just love some of the new things they added with like the beam attacks and you like you gotta, like charge up your defense to protect against the beam. And when you do, like your little beetle stands up and does this like Dragon Ball like kung fu pose and like to like put us in shield and dodge. I'm like, okay, great. I'm loving everything about this. Yeah. But yeah, it, anything that comes up as far as like minigames, co op, I'm I'm definitely all for it. And any kind of like most of the co op things are always really, really good. And especially when it's just not combat, and it's like something different where you can play against or with each other. It's everything but combat for you. Uh, I mean, I like the combat. The problem is, is like, 
if I want to play combat, I'll just go do domains or I'll go in the open world because that is that's the core gameplay in the game. It's the combat. Yeah, they so got to have those the, events to show off like builds for characters that you wouldn't normally use. And I think that that's one of the biggest things when it comes to these events is like, oh, here are these trial characters. And then you can like try characters you don't have and build teams that you don't normally play with. And I think that's the real benefit to these kind of events. Um, but otherwise, I'm usually just kind of like, eh. But it's like, I can go into this one like, oh, you can use Yaimiko and Nuvalet and these other characters that you don't have. And then you find out that, yeah, you should have threw a lot more gems at Nuvalet because he's completely busted. And I think that that's, that's the core draw to the combat events. But it's like, oh, hey, we've added this kind of neat mechanic to it. And like the mechanic, like nine times out of ten doesn't matter. Yeah. At least to me. Like, if you can kill them but, fast enough, like, no mechanic matters unless it's the one that, like, if you don't activate this, your score won't go up. Yeah. And maybe that's just me not appreciating the me- the mechanic that are trying to implement because I'm just like, I'm just going to go in there, mash stuff, and get my primos and go. Yeah, but also... Maybe I'm going into it. Also, I like that they do this, but I also don't like that they do this. Is like, the, the normal difficulty, like, all the enemies are just level 40. It's just like... If you want me to oh, use yeah. like characters that I don't normally use and want me to actually use them in battle, maybe don't make everything super easy because then it feels like I'm not really getting like like a feel for the, what the, the character full experience. is. Well, they do that and that's with the with the trial with the character previews as well. Like, hey, here's the banner. Yeah, but no here's one the no, for the characters. Let's like, be honest, no one does those for the characters. They do that for the 20 primos. I mean, that's also true, but I mean, it took doing that for me to to want to like pull for Xinyun because as much as I love Cod Retainer's attitude and stuff like that, when I played it, I was like, oh, this is like actually really fun. And I just wish that they would optimize because usually when you go in, if you look at the characters that you're playing with, if you it's, they have like the most terrible builds and it's kind of like, oh, they're level 80 and they've got these mismatched artifacts like, and then they'll have like some weapon. Like, oh, they gave Xinyun like the, the limit, like the O-Sworn catalyst that you like can't get anymore for her weapon in the like the trial people are like why would you do this to people yeah it's like people can't actually get this weapon this is the weapon you gave her for her demo it's like an energy recharge like limited event uh catalyst so that, that was kind of interesting now i i think that that's the again just the biggest draw for that is if you if you want to try some characters you're not sure who you want to pull for in the future or look for reruns then yeah the combat events are a great way to go in and find some trials and give them a try but other than that, I couldn't, again, like the current event that's going right now, the Triumphant Frenzy, I'm just kind of like, eh, I'll, I'll do it all at once and just hammer it all out and just get it done with. Yeah, it's just, I think, it's just not I think you've convinced me after this recording, I think I'm definitely just going to sit down and just go through it. And it's, uh, unfortunately, with the way this one is, it's not going to be like mm-hmm. you can just go in and super easily beat it because all the characters are like ones that i probably don't have so i'd have to get a feel for them so it's yeah so you can't even like do it fast so that's gonna be a bit of a stinker but you know it's for the primos the primos are good at least oh so i'm not gonna be able to just go in there with my navi and just one shot everything and leave i mean unless navia is a trial character but even then it won't be your navia so (laughs) yeah that's true so uh, that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll, I'll report back on that next week. Maybe my opinion of the event will change. Who knows? So, yeah. But uh, all right. What would you say we jump into a question of the week? How you feeling? Uh, oh, wait. We forgot about the, the last 
chapter of the Lantern Ray. We did almost forgot the last part of the, yo, I got so caught, I, because the thing is, like, the part with, like, God, Megan, his dad feels like such, like, the perfect the, end cap yeah, Exactly, yeah. because I was playing out, through like, it. the fourth part of it. I forgot there was, like, a fourth part to it, so when I opened up Genshin, yep. and it was, like, part four mm-hmm. unlocked, I was like, wait, there's more? It's like, is this going to be an epilogue? That's so right, I was, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. totally taken aback when I saw, like, Navia and Chlorine and Farina and all these characters, and I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a minute, what are you all doing in Leeway? It's like, I love it when, like, it's super easy to, like, cheap to do. Like, Marvel's done it a bunch now to the point where it's kind of gotten kind of lame. But it's like, characters that I know from one thing and then characters that I know from another thing and they both interact with each other. Like, that's a very easy way to just get me excited. So it's like... Well, this just feels like post-credits cameo is what this feels yeah, like. Yeah, it feels the post-credits scene. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's cheap, so not- but, you know... Freen is the goat, so I love it. <laughs> so you're here for it. So yeah, so I guess we uh yeah, so we had uh, what Furina, Navia, Chlorin at um Xiaojing Village. Is that how you say it? I think so. I am so bad at it. I'm butchering I'm gonna butcher like everything that you have to say in French or yeah. Chinese or Sumerian, whatever. Yeah, so I like that we go out there and we hear just like shouting and we're like somebody's in trouble and it's just Navia and Chlorin. It's just like not be doing a silly, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like she like wasn't even the first person to do it. Like the first person was Furina, apparently. She ran off because Navia and Chlorine found her screaming at the top of the hill. Uh huh. And she got super embarrassed and ran away. Classic Furina moment. Yeah. Well, I guess like Farina's working on another like a script or a, a movie or something, and she was trying to figure out. She was trying to vent out like how she was going to get it done. Yeah. But so we got. Oh, who do we have up there? We had Navia, Chlorin. It was, was it Zhongli? Uh, it was Navia, Chlorin that we found first. And then they were like, yep. go find Farina in the village. And we do. And she's talking to mm-hmm. Hu Tao and Zhongli. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because... Uh, do, do you want me to... But yeah, because... Do you want me to go for, through Yeah, because Farina and Hu Tao are now having a business arrangement. I think Which, it was. I think it was like Farina gets like some props from the funeral parlor for her next movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly. But it's like when they, when they first said like, "Oh, we were doing, we're setting up a business thing." It's like anything that you have to do like business wise involving like the the funeral parlor was just. I'm just kind of like, eh. and it felt kind of really weird because one, Fiorina is no longer immortal. Yeah. So now Fiorina has to do mortality. So there's that. And also the whole thing about, like, font, the whole, like, lots of people died in Fontaine with the water and everything. Yeah. And I was like, surely they're not going to go that route. They ended up being something completely different from, like, one of Fiorina's movie shoots. Yeah. I think I think they were intentionally trying, like, in the trailers to make us think that. Because we hear mm-hmm. Hutao say something about, like, making a deal with Farina. And so my mind at first went to, oh, maybe... She- like I knew they were never gonna do this because it's like a like an epilogue to like a whole big event. They wouldn't like hide this big of like a reveal in it. But I thought that that like they were gonna do like oh, Farina is going to Hu Tao because she wants to like hold like a private funeral for like Fosalor or something like that and like in remembrance or oh, something. Oh, that would have been yeah. Oh, that would have been sad. Yeah, I mean, it would have been Not... like a a cute little thing. But like I knew they wouldn't do it because it's a goofy side event. They're not going to have, like, something, like, like a dour ending. 
No, I I just remember seeing like when they announced that they had all the uh, the people on Twitter and stuff like joking around. They had like Hu Tao was like selling um, for you know like bottles like bottles for water as like little mini caskets and stuff. Oh gosh! It's like oh okay. And I was like, well, that's 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 just hilarious and sad. So, but uh, no, they they definitely did not go that route with it. Yeah, and then it, and then so like. So Navia and Chlorine and Farina are all there, and mm-hmm. and Farina says that Nervalet was also there, and we're, we're like, oh, where did Nervalet go? And they're like, oh, he took all of our stuff and he left. Then I was talking to Emerald before we started recording about it, and she brought up a very good point about how, what did she said she said that, like the line from Paimon was like, wait, is he hoarding treasure now? And like that's a like that's a funny reference to the fact that he's a dragon. A dragon, yeah, yeah. I caught that as well. I definitely caught that joke. That did not go over my head. But the part that surprised the part that surprised me the most is that we actually go and see Nervalette at the end. Yeah, and before we jump on, I do also want to say that I would appreciate it was part of Furina's growth in this. Is like Furina was going to head back, and Navi and Corn like, "Hey, do you want us to come with you?" And Furion's like, I'm not the Hydro Arc anymore. You don't have to protect me. You know, I'm. You, you're, I don't need guards or anything. You know, you're not obligated to to do these things for me anymore. And they're like, and Navi and Corey are like, no, this is this is just what friends do. You know, can, we just want to be your friend. Can we just do this thing? And I just, it, it was a very short interaction, but I appreciate that it. it's it continues Farina's growth and integration. My girl has friends into, now. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, and it's just. I, I just really appreciate, like, even, like, just that small little bit just continues Farina's growth and her integration back into human society and and just being able just to be a normal person. And, and it, it's just something I wanted to draw attention to because I saw that and I, I got that interaction. And it's like, one, yeah, Navi is still great. Yeah. Chlorine is still good. And it just continues Farina's they, growth. They keep pairing up Navia and Chlorine together, and I keep thinking... What are they trying to imply? Well, a lot of people. The the whole... Um, the whole shipping the whole, wars uh, clo- clo- and all that stuff. Yeah, the Clovia... The, or, I normally yeah, don't try Clovia, and, and go towards yeah. any of that stuff because I don't really do ships. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not my thing. If you want to have your head cannon, you know... I don't ship thing. anyone except um, Raiden Shogun and me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I won't tell Ganyu. For, for legal reasons, that was a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if you're gonna direct any hate mail, direct it to him, not to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So, but yeah, now we touched on that. But no, going back and then running into Nouvellet, it was kind of a neat expansion on Nouvellet's kind of growth as a person as well. You know, he's also trying to learn how it is just to be amongst people. And the whole interaction with him was like, like the gift he gives us. He was just like, yeah, it's like there was there was a, a little side, like a stall that we're just doing like pottery making classes. And I decided to try it. And I just made a thing with my hands. And he made this comment about how different like stone and like water and like making things. Uh, was it like he can he can like shape it and adjust it to to what, you know, you would desire it to be. Because I believe at some point in the Archon Quest, Nouvellet uh, mentioned something about wanting to go after the Archons. Does, does that ring a bell to you? Wanting to go after the... When does he say this? I want to say it was some point towards the end of the... In the Archon quest. Uh, he makes a passing remark about the... 
about not liking the way that the Archons rule or that he was going to like approach them I'm, or to confront them. I'm about totally something. blanking on that. I'm sure he said that at some point. The only type of like Archon thing that I can remember anyone in Fontaine saying was back in like the beginning of the Archon quest when we first met Farina and she was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll even judge the Archons because they're all guilty. And then she walked off. Yeah. Maybe. I Maybe I'm making it up and maybe I just, maybe I read it somewhere, but I could have sworn that there was something about Nubalette saying that he was going to, like, he was going to judge by the Archons because of the way, I think it was because of the way that like, Furina was handled because he's trying to take care of Furina, but he also doesn't, want the way that Foshal Wars handled things to be like reminiscent of the way the, the Archons are also handling their nations and the way that they're ruling with their judgment and their power. Yeah. And to me, again, I, I swear I remember going through this, but maybe I'm making it up. But this entire thing of him molding things with clay and stone makes me think of kind of like an interaction with him and Zhongli because people were, when Nuvalet said, when it was rumored that Nuvalet was going to go to Liyue, People are like, oh snap, what's going to happen if he runs into Zhongli? They they totally baited us, baited us out the last second. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you yeah, just and... missed him. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. I would have loved to see Dragon meet Dragon. Oh, the thing is that Zhongli's not the dragon. Yeah. Zhongli's the Archon. Yeah, but he's known and... for his dragon form. And he was, and it's a form that he took, but he's still an Archon. Now, his actual dragon was Ajda. The, the, you know, the dragon underneath the stone yeah. that you have to fight. But so it makes me wonder what the interaction, like would Nuvalet be hostile towards Zhongli and what would that interaction be? Because more often than not, the dragons and their respective archons don't seem to be on good terms. Yeah. Cause like, I guess the only one that I could think of outside of Nuvalet, like dragon archon relationship that would be like, kind of okay is venti and Devalin, but even then mm-hmm. it's like when we solve the whole crisis in monster it's like we haven't really seen the Valen since so i guess he's just chilling in like the storm terrors lair so yeah I, that to me that feels like once we did that it just kind of became a live and let live kind of situation yeah and then of course the the whole was I'm trying to think in Inazuma who the like the dragon was the dragon the the thing that like Kokomi's people used to worship and no, then no no that was just another deity that they worshipped that then who was the Mariah dragon in Inazuma that. uh she killed hers I'm pretty oh. sure I could have sworn that like the the big skeleton on that one island was the dragon me but I know that Orobashi was the or Orochi Orobashi I can't remember I think it was Orobashi was the yeah, was the the deity that Kokomi's people worshipped in Ikonomiya. Yeah. And yeah, and Raiden Shogun very much put an end to that. Um, which is a which is a big part of the hostility between Watatsumi Island or yeah, and the rest of Inazuma. Yeah. And then in Sumeru we had the whole thing with Nahida and her dragon and she, we had that yeah, whole weekly A-Pup. boss happen. Mm-hmm. And then Apep is very much like I know I acknowledge that you exist. Uh, I will not help you, and I I will wait for you to die so that I can you know take back your power. Very blunt. so not Apep Apep loathes like Nahida and Ruka Devada. Even though Nahida basically um, saved her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think that's the whole reason that Apep even went that far. Is like you know I will acknowledge you because of what you've done, but this does not absolve you. 
Yeah. And so, but now I mean, Nuvolet, and I feel like that Nuvolet doesn't like he understands why Folklore does did what she did, but he doesn't like the way that she did it and what she put Farina through. Um, and that's why Nuvolet's going out of his way to take care of Farina to try and make up for a lot of that. Yeah. So I know that I'm. Again, I'm, I'm gonna have to read up on it. I could have sworn that Nuvolet made a, made a remark about like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to confront the other Archon stuff about this, but maybe I'm making it up. But the, to me, the whole thing with Clay and stuff felt kind of kind of a hint to that. And like you said, the whole like, oh, you just missed him where they didn't actually get to interact was kind of a hint towards that. But the rest of it was very much of Nuvolet finding time to break away from his work and actually live and do things like for himself and yet all he gave himself was a half day off it's like and bro take like... the week off you <laughs> saved all of fontaine <laughs> and it was funny it was like uh he delivered the gifts to everyone and dropped off you know navi and core and stuff and they're like we're very much like well it was brought to our like because you are you know the um got the 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 the, the head judge with the Udis. yeah or yeah it's like can't you just like you know give yourself the time off like you could just like give yourself a week off at any time like because you would sign off on the paperwork and he's like yeah that's kind of a conflict of interest and an abuse of power and while i could do that i probably shouldn't but maybe i'll just you know take a day every here and there <laughs> it's like yeah dude it's like it's all about those you, like, baby steps power and just yeah it's like don't leave but i mean you know just, you you can you can have a weekend off and it, it'll be okay yeah, the last thing I will say about it is that it felt very, like, like it felt like it was mirroring the end of, like, the Archon Quest. Because at the end of the 4.2 Archon Quest, we met up with Nouvellet at the Opera Epiclase. In the same spot. Like, yeah, same spot. Except there, it was daytime. And now, when, we saw, when I saw him, at least, it was nighttime. So I felt like it was, like, a nice, like, like... Like, coming back and, like, seeing what's changed and all that stuff that's happened. So, it feels like a nice, like, mirror of it. Uh, it was daytime on mine. So, I think on th- when that came to, I think that was just your timing. I guess it was a coincidence. But even even then, though, it felt like it was just, like, like catching up with Fontaine, seeing how it's all doing. So, it felt like a nice little, like, yeah. nice little epilogue to, to wrap things up for the whole Lantern Rite as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, um, interesting to see where the last Fontanian expansion is going to go from here. Then, I think it's going to be the the big we'll mountain that we have yet to go to. Yeah, yeah, because we still got to do that. We got to be able to finish our fountain and our statue and all that. So it, it'll it'll be good. I'm just interested to see how the story and the character interactions are going to go from here with Furina, Nuvolet, you know, Navia, Corin, and, and the whole gang. I'd like to see more Risley come out because he's kind of trapped down in the prison. I hope they don't we, just keep we, him. We saw a flashback. Yeah, we saw a little bit to where he was, um, which he was talking with Nuvolet. Yeah, but n- not a whole lot. I, w- I would like to see yeah. more Ryza, like actually in the action. I will say I mean, he needs to get himself. I will a couple say, days off. poor Siegewing fans, we haven't seen her at all since the Archon Quest. Yeah, no, we haven't seen her since the uh, since the trial when she judged yeah. Farina for the. But water. also, Siegewing isn't that interesting to me, so yeah, I'm fine either go- way. Yeah. Er- er- Emerald's gonna have something to say about it. Emerald loves Siegewing. Well, so. good, good for good Ex- for her. Siegewing's <laughs> not my thing. So, it's, yeah, expect some feedback on that. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, I would agree. Uh, good lantern, right? Yeah. I'm glad that you called us back on that. I almost completely forgot about 
the chapter four because again chapter three felt like the perfect ending to the actual Langevin Wright story. It really did. Um, so yeah, but I will say that I did take novel. I did get Nouvellet's present, and I have put the ladle on display in my teapot. So it's it's in good company. So let's jump into a question of the week because we are coming up over an hour and a half. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's go jump into one of these, and we'll get ready to wrap one up so we don't run on too long. I think the one we just don't ran like over two hours. That was a long episode. Jesus Christ. So this is actually a pretty good question. I actually did like this. Uh, do you want to read this one off? Uh, Sure. If you got the notes. Sure. So this one is from Travis Tyranno from, I think I said that right, from the from the Resonance Discord server. Uh, and they asked, if you could rework whether their appearance, personality, or how they play to your least or most hated character within the game, who would they be? How would you change them and why? So this one actually got a lot of feedback on the Discord server itself, and that that was it's always good to see whenever whenever people get involved with it like that because I like seeing things when they get busy. But did you have an answer to this one? Oh yeah, definitely because I I was one of the people that answered it on the Discord server, and I will stand on this hill until the day I die. Dory mm-hmm. is one of the worst characters ever created. <laughs> It's like, I, 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 you're not getting any arguments from me. Good, good, because I don't want to hear them. Because, gosh, the the question is, how would you rework them? Uh, I mm. think I think at this point, just get rid of the character. <laughs> That's kind of mean, but uh, if you actually want me to to rework the character, I would say give her a moment either in the Sumeru Archon quest or like in Kaveh's hangout quest where like she helps out Kaveh. Give her a moment of like self sacrifice where she actually does something selfless for once that doesn't have like money in mind. Because Dory's whole thing is that she will only do things for the benefit of herself. Yeah. And it, um, it feels like the first half of a character arc, but the second half just doesn't exist. Yeah, I remember reading on that. Now, I did, I will say that I'm with you where I don't like Dory. I I don't know about her gameplay wise, but as a as a character, like I I think she's a little goblin, and I, and I and I hate her. But Nyanko posted his response to that. It's like as a contrarian that they were on the camp that Dory's personality brings some diversity to the story, as not everyone needs to be benevolent in this world. And I reluctantly agree with that. I guess Be- because it does bring diversity, it does make a character that makes you feel. A different way about because I can't think of another playable character that I legitimately like as a person that I, I legitimately do not like. Like, I have a lot that I'm indifferent to, like Yunjin, Changyan, Jingcho. I'm very just indifferent, they're just there. I'm like, okay, you know, sure, whatever. Dory, I legitimately like, I don't like you, I won't level you, I won't play you. I'll probably like level and ascend her just to get the blue standard fates out of it. But that'll probably be the extent of it, just because I cannot stand the character themselves. Yeah, I I guess I could see where that's coming from. For me though, it'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah, we have that character who who's just like not gonna do good things, and yeah, that does add diversity, but it's at the cost of no one liking the character. Still, it's like, well, I I think Dory's got her fans. I'll I'll where? say that I. 
I, I've seen a couple of them. Where I don't are think those many like, of them. seven Dory <laughs> I fans? I like they do exist. Somebody's got to. Because, I mean, I do appreciate her animations. I'll say that. Yeah. I think the little genie thing is, is kind of cute. Yeah, it's just like but, the little gremlin yep. just gets a thumbs down from me overall. So if you could change them, you would just give her a chance to kind of like redeem herself, I guess. Give her like one moment where she, like she she funnily enough, she almost did that in Kaveh's like hangout event when she like decided to help him out in the end. But but then like she just had to add on like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're paying for this meal. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, there's one step forward, two steps back with Dory. That's that's yeah. the main theme. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. And a character I don't have. Let's say that to your least or most hated character. So I feel like that I'm being pigeonholed into like one extreme or the other. My least hated character. So I guess that would be like my favorite character. I'm not in the whole buff data crowd. I don't think she needs it, but I wouldn't mind a little more strength out of her. If you if you but want to talk about characters that you need the buff, I think they should go back to where it all started and finally give Amber the long awaited buff she needs. Amber does need stuff for viability because I actually like Amber as a character. I just wish that I had more actual use for her aside from, hey, time to light torches. As far as most hated personality. I mean, you could also say Dory. Gameplay, I, I could, and I would if you hadn't already. I would say give Jin Yun her, her long hair that she had in her cinematic in the Golden, Arch- uh, Golden Archipelago event where she took her hair out of the buns and just let her hair down. Yeah, definitely a a huge aesthetic improvement for me because I think I I think that her her personality and everything is fine. I think that her her voice acting, her kind of having that kind of like that kind of like country accent is 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 very entertaining. I know it's not everybody's thing, but I appreciate it. Yeah, but I I I, I hate her hair. I really do. I don't do the whole spike bun thing and it's just like i mean i i get it i guess it gives her some personality but it's not something i vibe with so well you know yeah let, let, let it's you. it's inevitable that she's gonna appear in fontaine at some point because the whole overarching thing with with shinyan is that she's appeared in every region so far and every time it's mm-hmm. been for like some like music festival because she's going around the world yeah. with like all the different music so eventually she she's is. gonna appear in fontaine Mark my words. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that then. And if I'm wrong, um, then I guess I'm wrong. How about maybe give something really cool to Chong Yun so I'm not indifferent to him? Because he's a freaking exorcist, right? Yeah. Why not have this, like, some cool, like, ghost exorcism thing where he goes and does all these spiritual power things and exercises a bunch of spirits or or something like that? Could, could we do some of that? Because I think that they said, like, him and I think Jin Yen... Or, no, because Jin Yun appeared in Lantern, right? But Chong Yun, I don't, I think it said has never, or no, Jin Yun actually hasn't either, has never appeared in an Archon quest or an interlude chapter. Ever. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Like, they only ever appear in, like, many event, like, Lantern, right, and stuff like that. But they've never actually been in, like, a core canonical story thing. So, maybe do something interesting to where, maybe, like, him and Jing Cho go and they get in some trouble but then like you get to see them do like badass you know ghost fighting stuff or anything to make me not just think they are just you know a, a wet dish rag yeah that would so, be interesting yeah I, so I guess, I guess i'll go with that i would say something interesting story-wise uh for for chongyun or i would say 
mix up Jin Yan's look a little bit. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, fixed fix Dory. And Dory's personality and everything about her. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. So, yeah. Th- uh, thanks for that one, Travis. That's actually a fun question. That actually got a lot of feedback in the uh It was a really good question. Too, so, I, I like it was. It was. That was awesome. So, I think that's actually going to get ready to wrap up the episode. Um, if you want to follow the show more outside of that, you can join the Discord channel that we were just talking about at discord.gg forward slash the resonance. Uh, come and engage with our community, questions of the week, general gameplay discussions, off top discussions, whatever you want to chat about. You can also follow us on Twitter and Blue Sky. Uh, Blue Sky is actually public now. You don't need advice for that. So if you're not on Blue Sky, you can get on there for free now. Uh, it's completely open, and you can join us at HoyoCast. Uh, I'll be posting our regular show updates and stuff like that more often on there as well. Uh, Milt, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on the Resonance Genshin Impact Discord server with everyone else. If you want to play with me, just ask for my UID, and I'll be happy to give it to you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. 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 So yeah, I think I meant it was a, uh, it was good having you on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I know I did nice and mix things up a little bit. Did you have a good time? I had a lovely time. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a really good episode. And I said, we might be, uh, might be doing a little couple things like the co-hosting, trying to mix it up with a couple more people, uh, like you Emerald. hope to have Dalton on here a little bit more. Um, just trying to add a little variety to the show. So I've, I definitely think it'll, it'll we'll have a chance to get you back on here again, man. I'll be looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, too. All right. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening. This has been Episode 91 of The Resonance. Uh, have yourself a great night. Enjoy the last of the Lantern Rite. Good luck on your Triumphant Frenzy combat event. And we will be back next week, and we will see you then. So, until then, Ad Astra, Abyssosk. Bye. Bye.